So why would you use a green screen? Well, it can be really, really good for your branding. So you can have your branding colors. So talking about what it's good for. So it can be really good for branding of your colors, of your style. And what some of you are really good at is getting your logo on it in the corner and also some wording down one side of you, which says, you know, you can have a call to action. Most of you don't do that, but I'd really recommend that. Just a simple call to action. This is the Thrive With Live show, the podcast where you can learn to go live with poise, professionalism, and peace of mind. Live video is the best free tool to win clients and grow your income and authority. So if you want to ditch the overwhelm and confusion to skyrocket your online success through the dynamism of live video, then you are in the right place. This podcast covers all aspects from your mindset, voice, style, and personal branding to all the technology and tools you need to get started and grow with live video. And now, here is your host, Katie Simpson. So green screens can be fantastic. There's um, a number of reasons why people would use green screens. And some of you lovely folks in my friends and my groups do use green screens really, really well. There are some pitfalls to it, though, that I'm going to help you with. And I'm going to help you with making it look and sound not sound, look really, really good. You can't do specific sounds at the moment with a green screen. So let's get on with it. So why would you use a green screen? Well, it can be really, really good for your branding. So you can have your branding colors. So talking about what it's good for. So it can be really good for branding of your colors, of your style. And what some of you are really good at is getting your logo on it in the corner and also some wording down one side of you, which says, you know, you can have a call to action. Most of you don't do that, but I'd really recommend that just a simple call to action. But what you do do well, some of you, is that you have some wording there of what you're talking about or just a very, very simple three points. Something like that with a very simple backdrop can be really effective. And that is what has inspired me to do this training for you. You can also get special effects by using a green screen. So if you get a pro backdrop that's either a video one or a picture one, it can really make you look like you're in a TV studio. And that can be really exciting to watch, interesting to watch and pretty cool as well. So that type of thing can give a special effect. So whatever your branding is, whatever you're teaching, you could have a special effect of you are in a in a specific place, things like that. One main reason why people tend to use green screens or the green screen effect, the virtual background, is that it hides their 
backdrop. It hides what is behind them. So I am going to just show you now what I've got going on behind me. So I do not have a green screen because I'm going to get into that maybe later, why I don't have one. I've got a small setup behind me, not much space behind me. So actually it doesn't fit, to be honest, but I don't have one sort of on purpose. Okay, so this is what is going on behind me. So for my podcast viewers here, I have zoomed out on my screen and you can now see a great big green. It looks like a blanket propped up in all sorts of strange ways behind me. I have a shelf behind me and a picture on top of the shelf and some plants. And I have used great big bulldog clips to um, attach this big piece of beautiful silk actually behind me and I I ironed it really well earlier and draped it across and used bulldog clips to attach it behind me. So you can use a great big sheet but you do a big tip is that you do need to be able to stretch it out as well as you possibly can. So there are different types of green screens, which I'm going to go into. The easiest ones are ones either pop out or pull up and they are just stretched out anyway. You can get pieces of material that you can pin um, across a big bar and you have legs holding the bar up. If on Zoom, Zoom is really, really good for green screens. There is a button that you can press to use a green screen, or if you've got a recent enough fast speed computer, then you can actually use a virtual background without having a green screen, which is really, really good, but it might not work. If you've got a complicated background behind you, and if your background isn't lit very well, and if it's right behind you as well, quite a few different things there going on, it will pick up the different colours there. So um, that's some tips about green screens. So I can also tell you what pitfalls to avoid. So there are some really, really cheap green screens out there, which are great, but <laughs> there are butts to it. One of them is one that attaches to the back of your chair. That is fine in certain circumstances. If you're going live on Instagram or something where the video is long form, then it will work better than if it is a traditional video, which is wide. And the ones that are really wide, you need to make sure that your backdrop that's attached to your chair is in view and that can be a bit difficult. You might have to adjust yourself so you're like sitting right close to the screen or something like that. So I wouldn't recommend those ones to attach to your chair because the other thing is you need the best thing is six foot away from you and your backdrop. You need space so that the camera can understand what is you and what is 
the backdrop so that there can be a clear distinction in colours because a typical thing that happens is that you see this sort of shimmery halo-y effect. I can change quite a lot of settings on here so I'm going to show you in a minute what settings I've chosen but if you're quite near to the green screen and you haven't lit it properly and maybe you haven't lit yourself properly then that halo effect it's called ghosting as well can be really quite severe and that can be quite off-putting. Another thing is if you're doing it without a green screen and maybe because of the lighting or the distance or whatever isn't very good, you will see, you know, if you see people's fingers and you see the black in between them, they move their arm and you can see this sort of black or they move their head and it's off-putting because you can see those black spaces or it just looks a bit weird. If that's happening you need to try and get a green screen and try and put some lighting in there to up-level uh, what is going on. So yeah, lighting. Let me just talk about that. In front of me I have got a big softbox here and a big soft box there. They are at like 45 degree angles to me and they are angling slightly down onto my face. So they are giving quite a good light on my face. Really, ideally, I could do with a small key light directly at my face. I have also got lights behind on each side pointing to my backdrop. They are two small ring lights and they are pointing towards the backdrop. So that just really helps, even though I am quite close to my backdrop, I'm about one and a half feet away. So that's not really enough distance away. So I really need to light that backdrop to try and give as much of an even light as I can. So that's really, really important. So I've got a lot of lighting and stuff going on here. It's not the best, but you do need light on the backdrop for it to look uh, reasonably good. So other things to think about. You'll need to play with different backgrounds to see which one looks best. And we're going to play with that in a minute. Just before we do, let's just talk about some extra things not to do. So if you are seeing on the live, I have a blue top on. It's actually um, two different colours of blue. It's a mottled colour of blue. And because it's blue and a couple of colours, I think, it is creating like a gold shimmery effect because the camera is trying to understand that colour because blue and green are both chroma key colours. So the camera is thinking possibly this is part of the backdrop. I'm not really sure. So it's flicking between the two. So you have to be careful if you're using a green screen that you don't wear green. If you're using a blue screen that you don't wear blue, but sometimes you will have that, you know, one of or the other colour is going to be a problem. So I've got blue eyes. They're not bright blue. So thankfully you can see them pretty well. And I've got blonde hair, but it's darker blonde. If you've got white or really light blonde, you need to be careful um, 
of that because it might fade into the background if you're using a green screen. So blue can be a better background for you. If you've got plants in your background in front of the green screen, they will disappear as well. So be careful if you're trying to have plants naturally in your scene as well as the green screen, they'll disappear. So if you want to have plants in your um, scene, then use a blue background. That would be better. Okay, so let me just take you around a little bit of different backdrops that I've got on my Ecamm live screen. So I, at the moment, am in some sort of castle. It's working pretty well for the lighting. You can just see this halo effect. If I bring myself into somewhere lighter, I think that looks more fake. So it's a lovely, lovely beach scene. Really, really relaxing. Love that. But I think that that is pretty fake because it looks like I'm sitting really high up on the beach I could make myself look brighter to try and fit with it so I could change the lighting. That is important. Make sure your lighting fits with your backdrop. So that looks a bit more natural when I've brightened it up there. But it's still, I'm sitting in a bit of a weird position for sitting on a beach. Nobody really sits like that. There's a brick backdrop. These are really popular. It looks pretty cool and fairly natural apart from that ghosting effect. And I've got quite a warm toned brightness on my face, which naturally like, goes into If I just bring the brightness down a little bit, that helps a bit, but if I bring it down too much, I fade sort of into the bricks because <laughs> I'm quite brownie sort of colour myself as well as the bricks. So you do need to make sure that you work out your brightness. And if you've got lights that change hue and change brightness, and that's really good. Or if you're using a programme like Ecamm Live, that can really, really help as well. Another thing that really helps massively is if you've got a really good camera or webcam. So I use a Logitech C920 webcam, which is pretty good. One that's better than it is Logitech Brio. And then if I had a proper camera, that would be even better. It would be able to read things better. It would be able to read the difference between you and the backdrop and things like that. So I'm going to choose another backdrop. So this is a colourful shelf backdrop. It looks a bit like a Spanish house with bright orange wallpaper and uh, a blue shelf behind me with some little bits. That looks quite nice and I don't get too much ghosting on that. I would probably warm up my temperature of myself to go with it a bit more. So you need to just fiddle around and find a backdrop that works best for you. So I've now chosen a backdrop which is called a modern house and there's a white 
kitchen behind me with a lot of light coming through it. And the bit where there's a lot of light coming through, you can get a lot of fuzziness going on at the side of my head where the light is bouncing off um, my head and it's struggling to work out the difference. So that is not so much of a good choice for me. I could also try a home office, which is still really, really bright. It's nice but I get that flickering effect going on because it's too light. And then another one we've got here is a white wall, which is pretty boring and lots of flickering because it's too bright. So most of the time, if you are struggling with your lighting setup and, you know, it's not a professional green screen setup, it's best to choose a dark colour background. So I'm just going to show you a couple more. There's one with a load of books behind me and it's a lovely sort of faded antique look. So that works pretty well. And I could just make my brightness just go a little bit lower so that I just look a bit more antique. <laughs> Not that I really want to look antique. You can do videos as well, but make sure if you're doing a video that you have really fast processor because it will take up quite a lot of speed. You know, it leads a really good internet speed and good computer speed if you've got a video going on at the same time as you're going live. So I've now chosen a starry purple backdrop, which fits quite well with my branding. So there are different ones that you can go for. So this one is a video on a loop of a beautiful calming lake somewhere in the tropics but I would need to alter my brightness and temperature so that I look like I might possibly be fitting in with that space. So there are loads of things you can do and you will need to play to find what you think looks best what you like best, what goes with your branding, what goes with the type of atmosphere that you want to create. You know, do you want to create like a really calming atmosphere or fun, exciting? What sort of atmosphere are you going for? So really the sky's the limit if you can set up a good setup for your green screen. So I was going to talk about which green screens are quite good. So the one that I really recommend, which is a really high quality one, and it pulls up from um, a base. So uh, the base is in a long uh, metal tube and it has feet underneath that you can pull out so that it, it stabilizes the screen. And whenever you want it, you can just pull the screen up incredibly quickly and bobs your uncle, as we say. It's there, it's sorted, it's up, and uh, you can see that. So the one that I really recommend is made by Elgato. Elgato makes amazing lighting and they make a great big link for your camera to go into your um, computer to go live, do streaming, do videos. They're very good uh, company with very high quality products. But I, as I said, there's one that you can 
You can have a frame. People who do YouTube often have a frame. So they have two sort of tripod things with a bar across and they stretch and hang a sheet, a green sheet across it. But you need to make sure that that's really stretched out. And that obviously takes up a bit of space doing that. And it's not very easy to put away afterwards. There's another one which is pretty good made by a company called Newer, N-E-E-W-E-R, and it's a pop-up one. And you can have a blue one or you can have a green one. They are pretty good as well. And that's a lot cheaper. That's £50. But I wouldn't recommend it as much because it's not quite as big or as sturdy as the Elgato one. You would have to have some frame to put it on that would be the best thing or you could just try and prop it up behind you but you'd need to make sure it's the right angle so that just brings me um to something else talking about the angles another important thing for you is to make sure that you are at eye level or your camera is just slightly above you and then your camera will be able to discern much better between you and your backdrop. If you're at a weird angle, you will start getting some discoloration, some uh, confusing things going on with the camera. It won't be able to distinguish between you and your background enough. So that is a little another tip for you. So make sure you're at eye level, make sure you are well lit. So I'm just going to go into some Zoom tips with virtual backgrounds now. So Zoom is pretty good with uh, using virtual backgrounds. It really, really is. It does make it easy to use virtual backgrounds. So first of all, you need to make sure that you have allowed Zoom to use a virtual background for you. So to do that, Zoom can be a bit confusing because there's the app, but there's also the desktop version. So you need to go into the desktop website into your account and you go to account settings. You go into the in meeting advanced settings and in there you toggle on virtual backgrounds. So you'll need to do that first. And then when you're in the Zoom app, and you are doing some sort of meeting, even to yourself, you can check this. You go down to the bottom left of the screen where it says video and press the little arrow, little symbol next to video to bring up the menu. And then it will have the menu of virtual backgrounds. So if you've got quite a recent fast computer, you can actually just click that you don't have a green screen and it will try to make a virtual background for you. It will say that it can't do it if your computer isn't new enough or fast enough. It will say that you've got to have a green screen. So you press that and then it's got loads of different backdrops that you can use, which are really, really fun. And you can add some in yourself too. So that's, that's really fun as well. So Zoom does make it really easy. So I think they're working quite hard to help people to feel confident, help people to really look professional using a green screen. So we come to my opinions about green screens. So my opinions are it, it can be really fun 
it can look really professional and really quite exciting. It can be great that you can add wording onto the screen and a call to action and that can instantly trigger with people what you are doing, what you're talking about, and it can stop the scroll really well. So that is great, but it's quite a fiddle to do it right. And we've seen so many people where it's just, and it's not your fault, it's just because it is quite hard. You need all this lighting and things like that. We've seen where it just looks a bit odd <laughs> and that can be a bit off-putting and we don't want people to be off-put by shadows here, by weird fingers and and black edges and, you know, lines in your background because of um, different things going on there. We want people to be able to focus on you, your voice, your audio branding, your visual branding, and your message overall, your message. That is what the most important thing is, that people connect with you. So I would recommend and I can do another training on this next week if you'd like. Let me know if that would be helpful. I would recommend that you just got a simple background behind you. Something that works pretty well, actually, it can do, is if you've got like a, a screen, a fold up nice screen, screens that people used to get dressed behind. You know what I'm talking about? They can look really nice if you are pretty stuck with what's behind you. So I would recommend something like that or a simple like a bookshelf to one side, things like that. Just simple things that you can have in your backdrop that are just really easy to set up, look great in your home. You don't need extra lighting on them unless you want to. That can look really good, actually. But that is what I would recommend. I, I want people to mainly focus on your message and you, your beautiful you. So it's difficult to make it look good, but we can all do it with, with a bit of fun and a bit of a change sometimes. So they're fine for that. I'm all for filters and things like that when we, when we just want to make a bit of a change. So I hope this has been helpful. Let me know if it has. And I really look forward to, um, speaking with you next week. And if you want to know about something specific other than like what we could have in our backgrounds, maybe you want to know about how I use my stream deck, for example, just let me know. Thanks so much for being with me. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Thrive With Live show. If you love this podcast, do subscribe, share it with friends and join Katie's supportive Facebook community, the live video success hub for ladypreneurs. And let's make your video confidence and impact soar. Until next time, remember to count your blessings.